you've got to master leading yourself. So that's about self-discipline. That's about experience. That's about controlling your feelings. So you've got to lead yourself. From Wise Mentoring is the Wise Guys podcast, a show about accounting and bookkeeping practice owners and the many stories, lessons, and tips from their experience of transitioning from a time-poor practice to a business that runs without them. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Talk to me about the no triangles policy because this is a really important one, one that can kind of be overlooked, but in terms of part of the leadership journey, something that definitely has to be implemented. Where did it come from and talk us through how to, to implement it? Yeah, look, Brenton, I first come across this by another leadership consultant, actually Rachel Robinson, and might have seen Rachel present at ZeroCon in one year. But in a nutshell, the no bypass policy means really just having, I guess, personal integrity and not talking about other people on your team about a problem or an issue behind their back. Now, that might sound really simple. Um, However, it does happen. And when it does happen, you've got to have this tool or leadership policy to educate to the people involved that you're always better off not creating triangles. Just go direct to the person. If you've got an issue or a matter to sort out, then go direct to the person. Don't create a triangle because I think we've all worked in different places over the years that you know we might see people having a bit of a chat around a corner. May not always be healthy chatter about oh, do you know what happened here? So and so said this, and you know she said he said <laughs> all this type of thing. So I think as a leader and the leaders that you develop leading your teams, it's really important that lead from where you are. Each person has to be the leader. So if someone comes to me and says, hey, oh, Joe said this about me, I'd say, well, you need to go and talk to to Joe about that face-to-face and sit down and have a chat. Don't send an email. We know what emails are like. You know, if something's sensitive, do not send an email. I've lost count over the years how many bad emails I've seen sent to clients and sent internally as well. So it's always not what, but how you do it. But in a nutshell, with the no triangles policy, there's some points there, Brent, that you've raised it. You know, it increases the respect and increases productivity. Ed and I have seen, you know, Ed's even been coaching me for years. There might be a little issue pop up that the mail's been sent to the wrong client or something. We've probably all seen that happen. But then all of a sudden, 10 people are involved about this issue. You know, there's a blame mentality. There's, um, oh, that person did it or she said this. So, you know, you've got to cut all that out. And it's a probably a good point I'm about to say that none of these policies stand alone in isolation. You've got to have each of these policies in place to create a fantastic yeah, culture. culture. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, again, you know, leadership is creating a fantastic culture. And I think I just put a post recently that, you know, for, for quite some years now, we've been tracking our internal culture and goes up and down, up and down. And, you know, finally, it's up the highest it's ever been. <laughs> so, you know, there's low points. So another policy just to, to implement. And again, this is in the wise vault at that step to really delve into the detail. But I think everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's those triangle conversations that don't need yeah. to be had. It's like, Hey, Joe, just go and talk to him. Don't talk to me about it. I'm here to help. Let's focus on the solution. Absolutely. The last policy that we are going to cover off is specifically videoed and documented in the vault in any case. So just touching on the point raised regarding managing your team and being too friendly. I've been that guy for 10 odd years. I hate conflict and I know I need to get a bit tougher 
but how do you turn a new leaf and reset expectations when I've been super hands-off, et cetera, for all the years up until now? So who wants to lead with that one, Ed? I can do that. I don't want anybody to be confused about uh, what I said about being too friendly. You can be friendly, but you have to be able to be in a position where if you have to sack somebody or reprimand somebody, that your friendship doesn't make it difficult for you to make that kind of decision. Mm-hmm. So you're friendly, but you can't be best mates. So I'm friendly with everybody here. They all like me. We don't have any, you know, meanness between us. And if you go and ask the 160 staff, they'll say that Ed's a you know, decent guy and, and so forth. I don't think I'm their best friend or, you know, we because I, I think that I'm able to you know, have that hard conversation with uh, with all of them if I needed to and I don't think that I'm in a pos- in such a position where I couldn't have that hard conversation when if and when the time occurs so I guess you've got to be um, at that point where you have to say to yourself if I had to have this difficult conversation can I have that with this person and if you can't have that conversation you may have a look at how friendly or you know, how close you are to them I had a guy here who worked for us and were really good friends from primary school all the way through. And uh, he said to me, when I asked him to come work for me, he said to me, oh, we're really good friends. Do you think that's a good idea? If I needed to, I would have been able to have that conversation with him. That's the defining point. Can you have that conversation? And if you say you can't, then you're too close. But if you say you, you can be friends, like we go out to dinner together, you know, our, our wives are, are friendly, but if I needed to have that conversation, I could have that without any question. That makes perfect sense. That clears it up and I hope that helps. Um, in a similar vein, you mentioned being too friendly with staff, but can you also be too friendly with clients? And I think you pretty much box this off with what you just said, Ed. A lot of people build businesses with friend, within friendship networks. So I think that answer that you've just provided clarifies that and clears that up. Anything else to add on that one? Are you happy enough with that being covered off? Yeah, I am. But Jamie might want to contribute here because... Just a quick couple of points is, Brenton, there's a lot of family businesses in Australia and around the world. Mm-hmm. And if those family businesses to scale and grow, those family businesses have to develop communication policies, KPIs and respectful lines of communication. And they have to have the hard conversations, whether it's family or otherwise. So I support in what says you must be able to have the hard conversations. But at the same time, in conjunction with that, you must have KPIs or goals around that person's performance to run the business properly. And uh, one thing that we run at Sky is quarterly catch-up. I have a 15-minute quarterly catch-up with the senior client managers and each of those is just in tiny pulse and it's just a system. It has you know, 12 questions, how are you going in these different areas? And it's a totally different conversation, Brenton, about day-to-day work versus are we hitting the targets? So it forces you inadvertently to have the more difficult conversations, systematize the conversations, you know, because if you don't like having those conversations, you can almost bet your bottom dollar, you're not going to book it in your calendar to do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Easy not to, that's for sure. And in a similar vein to that, I guess, Brett's asked, someone does make a mistake. And as you suggest, you don't blame them, but rather focus on fixing that mistake. Then how do you deal with that person thereafter? That is to say, do you leave it as is, problem fixed, move on, or do you have a one-on-one meeting to discuss what happened with that person? Obviously, you don't reprimand people in front of others. Hmm. 
got to make it known that the problem occurred, otherwise it will occur again. But you don't do that in front of others. And then you might have a one-on-one, but it's, it all comes back to the language that you use because, you know, if you said you've made a mistake, well, that's cutting to some. To some. You could say that to me, it wouldn't matter to me, but it could matter to somebody else. So you've got to be focused on being a leader. A leader is about getting the best productivity out of that person. And if you say something to upset them and they couldn't produce anymore, and they had to go home because they were so upset, then you as a leader whose job is to get the best productivity out of someone has failed because you've either shouted at them or you've upset them or, like I said, everybody's different. You know, some people like me, you could shout at me, it wouldn't make any difference to me, I wouldn't get upset. I just focus on, you know, the mistake and some other people are a lot more sensitive. So you've got to address your managing. Okay, makes perfect sense. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked this episode, please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. For more practical, wise tips on how to build a business that runs without you, head over to wisementoring.com forward slash podcast to download a free copy of the Accountant's 20-Hour Workweek Playbook. We've included a link in the show notes below. See you on the next episode.